All right, let's dive into it. I'm your host, Thomas Angotti. This is 4Gamers One Couch Podcast, and this week's a very special episode, because this week I am running the show all by myself. Yes. The rest of the four gamers, the other three gamers, actually are unable to make it today. We tried to get this episode out actually last week, and weren't able to do it then, so we shot for today, and then they weren't able to make it, and I said, screw it, let's do this, I got a lot on my mind, I want to talk about it. Most recently on my mind that I do want to talk about is Loki. We just had the series, or season finale, I should say, as they are doing a season two, spoiler alert, and um, yeah, I uh, want to kind of dive into it, because it really... Got me excited um, for the rest of the MCU, as well as just for the character, Logi and Sylvia. So, um, so yeah, that's, I wanted to talk about a few of the things I liked about the show. And then we can kind of talk about more of, I think, the impact it had on the rest of the MCU. Um, but, I mean, so it was a six-episode season, and I felt like each episode was taking us in a different direction. Um... But then they all kind of slowly came back together at the end of the end of the season. Um, but I think the biggest the biggest like center point of the show for me at least was kind of Loki and Sylvia's relationship, um, or Loki and Loki's relationship. Uh, definitely one of the more weird and out there things Marvel has done. Um, I don't know if this is like incest or Game of Thrones-ish style thing, um, but having one character fall in love with himself or herself um, is definitely one of the most interesting things I've seen on TV in a long time. Um, but I think I think they pulled it off. Um, they made it not that weird, and they made you really kind of root for them to kind of end up together, which obviously doesn't happen, um, and I think that moment at the end, kind of Loki having his heart broken, kind of really just sets, like, what typically happens for Loki in a weird way, um, he kind of had something that, you know, he hasn't had before, um, and, you know, you kind of see that development of his character throughout the season, and, you know, he kind of lays it all out there on the line, right? You know, when him, Sylvia, and Kang are um, all chilling at the end, and they start fighting, and Loki just kind of throws himself in front of, the, in front of Sylvie's sword, and she stops, they kiss, and then she just, like, says, see you later, and it's just kind of heartbreaking for Loki, and I think that's something... I knew it had to happen that way. It was either that or one of them was going to die. And I think having one of them die would have been an easy answer. I think having her kind of like... You know, put her needs, her... Her goal ahead of him. I think it kind of broke his heart. And it's going to be interesting to see... I'm assuming they'll meet up again in the next season, so it'll be interesting to see how that decision affects them, because um, I'm pretty sure it's it's there's going to be some major consequences in their relationship with that. Um, 
you know, another thing that I really, really liked about um, about the show was, you know, for for the first few episodes, they kept hinting that there was something weird going on with the timekeepers and how everyone in the TVA was following them blindly, basically, kind of like a cult. Um, and so I had a feeling early on that there definitely wasn't something. It was definitely some sort of like, as my uh, girlfriend put it, um, Wizard of Oz, somebody behind the curtain situation going on, which was accurate. Um, and then once we finally got to meet Kang, um, I think the way the way they kind of handled that, I thought was probably one of the coolest time um, like time travel, time concept way to do it. Um, we're, we're like, they're in a loop, right? Where himself, you know, he's preventing, you know, the multiverse war essentially, right? And, but he knows at some point he's going to die in which well, the multiverse will go out into chaos and in which himself will have to come back and do it again. And I think that's just kind of like this crazy, crazy, um, crazy idea. I don't think it's something we've really seen in other movies with time travel. Um, and it's definitely something that has me excited for next season, especially how they kind of have, how they're setting up the next season with, I don't know if Loki got put into a different universe or he's kind of, well, I guess, I'm trying to think of all this all in the moment right now. Because um, a lot of it's still pretty fresh in my mind. But I think, I think Loki, I guess the TVA does, exists outside the timeline, right? So by killing Kang, it's, it affects their time as well, which is kind of a weird way to put it. Because um, they all came from the timeline, so I guess we're getting different. It affects them in that aspect um but but i think seeing kind of all the different multiverses kind of sporadically go out and change has me really really excited just because like new doctor strange movie is going to be the center key center point of all this and i know they talked about some of the other movies kind of being mixed in there as well which just it just has me excited for the future of the mcu um and kind of has me excited the future of Loki. Um, but there's also one kind of point that I'm kind of concerned about is with Loki, they, you know, they're, it's like, I kind of, I don't, I want him to return to the movies at some point. Um, but I feel like with him doing a season two, kind of is telling me that they're maybe not going to bring him back, at least not anytime soon. Um, or maybe not. I mean, maybe he'll be back in, like, Doctor Strange or something, and I'm completely wrong. But them giving him the season two kind of tells me, like, he's probably going to be messing around with the TVA for a couple seasons. So probably won't see him in a couple, in, you know, maybe maybe in a few, like, years we'll be returning to the movies. But I could, you know, I could be wrong. That's my biggest concern. Otherwise than that, I thought the show was really, really good. And I felt... Um, like Marvel has been doing a really good job of kind of mixing up the formula a little bit. Um, you know, I think WandaVision was definitely a far, um, 
far away from the original formula that you could go. You know, the Falcon Winter Soldier was definitely kind of right in line with the formula with some slight twists. And then Loki, I think, that started out kind of right in line, but then definitely started making some unique changes there towards the end. Definitely excited for Season 2. Definitely excited for more Loki, as always. Probably one of my favorite MCU characters. Um, but yeah, you know, there was also another movie, MCU movie came out recently, Black Widow, came out a couple weeks ago, um, but I thought I'd talk about my opinion of that movie, because I know everyone, everybody cares about my opinion, um, at least that's what all my friends tell me and my family, they just all sit around and wait for me to tell them what I like and dislike about these movies, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, Black Widow was definitely, um, she was, she was like the largest, the biggest character that never had their own movie, um, in the MCU, you know, started out way back in Iron Man 2, to now when she finally gets her own movie, and after watching it, my initial reaction was like, wow, why didn't she get her own movie sooner? Um, because after watching it, you know, kind of the spy aspect, the action, and then having family kind of at the core, they kind of hit all three of those elements kind of perfectly. Um, I mean, first with the family, they were this fake, broken family, but that was the only kind of part of their life that was normal for all of them. And I think they all kind of held on to that, um, which I thought was kind of a very unique and interesting um, plot point to have in that movie. Because um, you would have kind of thought that maybe one of them wasn't, one of them didn't hold on to it, or one of them would kind of end up being, I don't say evil, but just kind of like turn their back on family. But <clears throat> as uh, Dom from Fast and Furious always says, nothing is stronger than family. And that was kind of what this movie did. <laughs> um, but no, it was definitely. Um, Definitely really great, especially the interactions with them, whether they were being funny, teasing each other, or kind of the more serious moments. I feel like those moments were very, it seemed very organic and truthful to those characters, and um, definitely something that I I really enjoyed and kind of wish we could get more of, um, but obviously with... Um, with Natasha Romanoff no longer alive, I doubt we get more of her. But um, but yeah, hopefully um, hopefully this new Black Widow character, hopefully she um, she kind of uh, is around more. I know she's gonna be in the new Hawkeye show, which is exciting. She definitely was like my favorite character in that movie. I think she was a lot of people's favorite character actually, but has me excited no matter what. Um, but yeah, so the other things I liked about it was, you know, the action. I felt like there was a lot of action. And there was also a lot of spy elements in it. And I felt like they um, complemented each other very, very well. And it felt very accurate for that character. Um, and I think it all played together really, really well. Honestly, for, you know, a lot of the movie, I kind of forgot it was a MCU movie. Like, it didn't... Like, it had some of those main story beats to it, but it didn't necessarily feel 
like a superhero movie. It felt like a spy action thriller type movie, and I really, really liked it for that. I think the only thing I didn't like about the movie was Taskmaster, and it wasn't that I disliked that, but I think it was mostly... Um, I kind of wanted that villain to kind of exist longer as Taskmaster, or just so we could explore the character more, instead of just kind of being like, you know, this, the daughter of the main bad guy, Dracoff, I think is his name. Probably wrong with that, but you can tell me that in the comments. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think that was definitely the only part that I wasn't a big fan of. Kind of wanted a little bit more from the character, um, but um, but yeah. Outside of that, I thought the movie was definitely one of my favorite solo movies. Um, definitely, um, kind of sits up there with some of the best solo movies I felt like, and I I wish I had more of it, more Black Widow movies, but I'm glad we got this one. You know, after so many years. Um, it was definitely a good goodbye for Natasha Romanoff, but also kind of gave us the future glimpse of the new Black Widow. I know I don't know if that's really going to be her, um, like if that's going to be her name, but um, but yeah, I thought very good, and you know Marvel rarely disappoints. <laughs> um, and I don't think they're going to disappoint for a while longer, but but yeah. Alright, well that was me just sitting here chatting with you guys really quickly. Again, this was a very short episode this week. Um, just kind of talked through my opinion of Loki and the Black Widow. A um, couple Marvel content that either ended or came out recently. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for watching or listening if you're on Spotify. Um, and like and subscribe. And thanks for watching. See you.